You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey, and your host. I'd like to welcome this special guest this week, Lynn Katz, who is a specialist in shelter outreach for PetFinder.com. Lynn and a group of experts traveled to small, remote areas all around the country, bringing wonderful educational opportunities to rescue groups and shelters. Working myself for a nonprofit, um, our budget is always tight, and unfortunately, education is needed, but the funds are not always available to us. So, having received a generous grant from Petco Foundation, PetFinder.com has been really become cutting edge to helping shelters and rescue groups receive the best education and basically to find the right home for the right pets. So, if you're looking for a pet or finding out more about how you can find a pet for your home, you won't want to miss this interview. So, before we meet Lynn, let's take a short break and hear from our sponsors. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Pia Silvani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. I'd like to welcome our special guest today, Lynn Katz, who will be talking to us about one of the best adoption sites uh, I personally feel out there, and that's PetFinder.com. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm good, Pia. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm glad to have you on. I really think this is such a wonderful site to promote, and you do such wonderful work. I should point out that you are one of our experts who travels on the road with us to remote locations. I I didn't want to brag. (laughs) Please, brag. We're even taking you to Hawaii this year. That's how good you are. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about PetFinder.com and how it got started? Well, we have two founders, Betsy and Jared Saul, and they were on their way to dinner one New Year's Eve when the Internet was brand new. And so far, the Internet was um, a lot of useless stuff, message boards and some you know, adult sites and that sort of thing, but nothing really socially useful as far as they were concerned. And they wanted to find a way to, to use this, what they thought was a fantastic new tool to help some segment of society. And they went through a lot of options, and they decided that the part of society that needed the most help in terms of exposure and publicity was adoptable pets, pets in shelters and pets in rescue groups. So, you know, Jared was a, a resident in, in neuroradiology, and in his free time, he wrote the code for PetFinder. <laughs> Betsy was a full-time groundwater hydrologist and planting urban trees or something like that, and she <laughs> contacted the shelters and rescues, and initially they all faxed their pets to her neighbor who put them under her door, and she posted them overnight, um, and then eventually... They got attention, they got sponsors, they got money, and now, of course, there's uh, 12,000 shelters and rescues posting their own pets, thank goodness. <laughs> that's, um, that's right. It. That was 14 years ago. So interesting. I, w- I was totally unaware of that, and I guess it, especially in today's economy um, with everybody getting laid off, this just goes to prove that you need to step outside the box if you're looking for a job because here are two people that probably never thought they would be where they are today. Oh, gosh, no. No, definitely not. I mean, Jared, he's back in medicine now, but for the longest time, you know, he was a full-blown neuroradiologist, but he wasn't doing it. He was programming pet finder full-time, so now he's doing both, <laughs> finally. Oh, that's, that's great. That's great. What exactly is your position at Pet Finder, and what is the shelter outreach program, if you could expand upon that a little bit? Well, there are five of us on the shelter outreach team, and the outreach team, we are responsible for basically anything our members need. And by members, I mean those people who volunteer and work for shelters and rescue organizations throughout the country. Um, Everybody on the team has got years and years, way more years than we like to admit, of experience in animal welfare. And um, we provide educational support, technical support, sometimes emotional support. Um, We give them ideas. We travel around the country pretty much constantly. One of us is always on the road. And we go to other conferences. We have our own conferences. And we visit shelters and we talk to them and we see what's going on. And, um, you know, we might see a great idea in Wisconsin and then we can go visit shelters in Indiana and say, hey, you know what they're doing in Wisconsin? And we get to try to bring together all these 12,000 different groups that are operating independently and bring them into one big pet finder family, um, which is basically part of what my job is, is um, the adoption option series you talked about is we have 20 or so conferences throughout the year in various parts of the country where pet finder members, shelters, organizations, um, vet offices, whatever, can come together, 
get the education you talked about, and also maybe even more importantly, talk to each other, get each other's ideas, things that work, things that don't work. We got people crying sometimes. You know, it's not meant to be a kind of that sort of thing, but <laughs> it's nice that they get to talk to each other and realize that they're not alone in what they're doing because it's very difficult work sometimes. So that's what I get to do is schedule and plan and, and go to most of those. Yeah, having been part of it, it, it really it's it's so heartwarming to see people get together and they really do want to work with each other. It, it, I've just found that so rewarding to see also. So you're doing a great thing. That, what if shelters and rescue groups want to find out, A, uh, if you're conducting a, a conference in their area or maybe they would like to have a conference in their area? How can they go about finding more about that? Well, if they're already familiar with the Pet Finder website, they can go to their admin page, and that's where we list all the conferences. Um, if they're not or if they want to um, request it, request that we come to their area, anybody with any questions, general public or shelter or rescue or what have you, can always email pets at petfinder.com. Um, that public reception desk, and that person will route the email to the right person. Perfect, perfect. So, Lynn, if I'm looking to adopt either a dog or a cat, why should I go to Pet Finder instead of possibly going to my local shelter, or should I try both, and and why? You should definitely try both. Um, there's reasons for that, and I should point out not just dog, a cat, but a rabbit, a horse, a goat, anything else you're looking for um, can be found on Pet Finder, certainly. I'd suggest people start with Pet Finder because they can do that any time, day or night. They don't have to wait for hours. They don't have to get dressed even. They can just do it from home. Um, and they can see pets that aren't physically in the shelters. A lot of animals are fostered in homes. They may be at a vet's office, um, at an off-site adoption location. So you can get a, a sense of the groups that are in your area and the animals that are available for adoption. Get a list on Pet Finder. Get started with that. And then go out, spend a day or a weekend visiting different adoption events and shelters so you can get a sense of what the groups are like, how they'll be to work with, and, of course, you want to meet the animal in person before you adopt it. Perfect, perfect. And what if I find a pet that seems to be exactly what I'm looking for, but the pet might be, since I'm in New Jersey, maybe the pet is out in California. Can I still adopt this pet? Very likely. That depends entirely on the shelter or the rescue that has the pet. We don't dictate their policies, um, but a large number of them do do out-of-state adoptions. Um, the question then is, how do you go about it? Um, some organizations will want you to come out and meet the pet and get the pet yourself. Some of them will send you the pet if you make arrangements for transport that they approve of. And then other organizations, particularly ones in the southeastern part of the United States, already have transportation networks set up so that if you see an animal you want to adopt that's in the south, they can get it to you. I did it myself. I saw one that was in Appomattox, Virginia. I decided I wanted to adopt him without meeting him. And, um, and they put him on a, a succession of transports up the road to meet oh. me and to come to me. So it can be done. And then there are some groups that just aren't comfortable at all with sending their animals away, and that's fine too. Um, so okay. it just depends on that, on that group's policy. All right. Excellent. Excellent. And now say I adopt a pet and for, for whatever reason it doesn't fit into my lifestyle or my household um, and it could be various problems and we see this obviously in the shelters all the time and we are hoping for that perfect match but it doesn't always work out for, for whatever reason. What can I do at that point? Well, if you've adopted locally, certainly you want to talk to the group before you adopt and find out what their policy is regarding that. From a personal perspective, I think that you should work with a group who is willing to take the animal back and who wants to work with you to find the right pet for in your home. There can be a sense of urgency sometimes with some groups. Let's just get as many pets in homes as we can. Um, that's not ideal because that doesn't work at the right match. So you want to talk to a group who really does want to listen to what you're looking for and knows their pets 
and is willing to work with you as far as that's concerned. And that's the risk of a long-distance adoption. You better be sure that you really are going to be committed to this pet, regardless of what happens. Um, the, your other option, if it's a long-distance thing, is, is get local assistance. Usually our pet finder members know each other from long distances. Um, they can contact us, again, at PetSat, at PetFinder, and we can try and find a local group that can help them. There's a lot of options as far as that's concerned. But primarily, I think, is just working with the group who's willing to work with you as far as that stuff is concerned. Great, great. And so I would assume that I would have to fill out a lot of paperwork, and should I ask if they do temperament testing on the dogs? That depends. Again, there's a, if I can shamelessly plug, uh, Kim Saunders, my boss, wrote a book recently called The Adopted Dog Bible. It's available on PetFinder, and it goes into a lot of detail about how to choose a shelter pet um, through PetFinder or any other method. And yes, I think that behavior testing, it is something you should be aware of that they're doing, but you should also be aware of, it's a complicated issue, how they're doing it, what it means, there's no ver- never a guarantee. Um, I think people don't even give themselves enough credit sometimes. You meet the dog, you feel comfortable with the dog. We're animals. You know, if the hair on the back of your neck goes up, well, maybe that's not the right dog for you. Right. If the dog seems to be smiling at you, well, you know, then you know. I mean, we can give ourselves some credit as well. But, yes, we should expect the groups that we deal with to be putting out safe animals and to match animals with what we need in terms of our lifestyle. Great. And now I, I go to your site and I, because I, it's time for me to look and I don't find a particular pet that will suit my needs or what I'm looking for at that particular time. So how often should I look? Uh, do animals change every day or how, how quickly do you, I mean, how often do, you, do new animals come up on the site? Well, there are 12,000 um, shelters and rescues posting, so really the, the inventory, if you will, changes every minute. Um, but for uh, a person who's looking for, this is particularly useful if you're looking for, if you know you're looking for a, um, a German Shepherd or German Shepherd mix, and it must be a female, and it must be in a certain age range, you can set up a search for that um, within your zip code, and you um, save that search. And then whenever an animal who meets that criteria is posted by any group anywhere, it's emailed to you and you get to meet that new animal as soon as it's been posted. So that's the best option. But it's also the one thing that can't be quantified online is the, um, is the personality of that individual pet. So that's mm-hmm. more difficult. When you're just looking for a love, that's when maybe walking through the shelter and making eye contact is a much more desirable way to do it than just looking at a picture in a bio. Okay, good. And just before we go to break, I just another question I also note on the Pet Finder site. There's a section for lost pets. Can you expand upon that and how this works? It's a, uh, it's a public classified section with um, a lot of parts available to it, one of which the biggest part probably is the lost and found section. People who have found a pet or who have lost a pet can post with their location um, and a picture the information about that pet. And that way people, it, we actually have some people out there who are just studying them. They just sit and compare them all day long and then contact people <laughs> when they think they see matches. But if you've found a pet... Um, it's the first thing I ever do. Um, I found one on the way to work the other day. I called my friend Sarah. I said, please post this on PetFinder. I found this dog. By the time I got to work, other phone calls had panned out. I found the owner. I called her back. I said, take it off of PetFinder. Um, but you can contact the person directly who has posted the ad. Uh, and That's that way great. You can make a connection. Yeah. That's fabulous because so many people, they don't know what to do. Their dog takes off. Their cat runs away. And, you know, they're putting up maybe just little posters locally. So this is really good for them to be aware of that it there is a spot. Is. Good. All right. Hang on one second. We'll be right back. We just need to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. So don't go away. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. 
Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's fine. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvani, your host, and joining us today is Lynn Katz, a specialist for the Shelter Outreach Program at PetFinder.com. Welcome back, Lynn. Thank you. So, to continue on, so if I'm looking for a specific breed of dog or a breed of cat, for example, like, or you say horses, um, so is there a way for me to, to find one on PetFinder? And where typically are these pets located? Are they in foster homes? Are they in shelters, rescue facilities? Yes. <laughs> All of those okay. things. Um, you, the search is very, very simple. It works a lot like Realtor.com. If you've used that, you put in what kind of house you want, how many bedrooms, same kind of thing, except ours came first. Um, so you put in dog, cat, goat, horse, whatever. Um, you can put in the breed if you like. 
you check mixed breed or not. Um, you put in your zip code. You put, you can put in the age. You don't have to. You can put in the size. You don't have to. All of those things. And then it's going to return results to you in order of zip code. So the closest ones will return to you first. But you'll get them all the way out. As, you know, The more pages you keep flipping, you could be looking at pets in Alaska if you wanted to. But it'll start with the ones close to you. And they can be in shelters. They can be in foster homes. They can be in vets' offices. Um, sometimes they're in like Petco stores at off-site adoption locations. Um, typically, your step, if you see one that you're interested in, is that you would want to contact that organization, find out how you go about meeting that pet and where it is. Um, and then, of course, there's also that public section I talked about where you can actually search for pets that are in people's homes that they need to give up. Okay. All right. So that's a nice segue, actually, to my next question. Sometimes, sadly, I do a lot of behavior work, and there are times when I might recommend that a pet be rehomed for whatever reason. Um, so can a site be used by the average pet owner as well if they're looking to rehome their dog? Yep, absolutely. That's the public classifieds. When they go on to PetFinder.com, they'll see it right in the navigation bar on top. It says classifieds. Um, that's where Lost and Found is, pets that are available for adoption, and then post a pet. And you can post your pet. Um, it's available for adoption, the kind of home that that pet should have, where it's located, what sort of adoption fee you're going to charge, if any, and, and what the vet work has been done, that sort of thing. Um, likewise, if someone's looking to adopt, a lot of people go directly to the classifieds to adopt um, because they're keeping an animal out of the shelter system altogether, which mm. you know is everybody's goal at the end of the line. When you know when every animal has a home and, and they just get moved from a home to a home instead of a home to a shelter to a street to a home or whatever. Um, so direct connections can be made that way as well. And then if you're looking to adopt a pet, you can also post a, a pets wanted ad on there. Um, you know, I'm looking for a six-year-old lots of opsa or whatever and um, our member organizations the shelters and rescues who post can see those wanted ads and they can contact you directly if something comes in that matches what you're looking for that's fabulous because yeah. how many times do we hear that somebody's looking for a particular dog you know small dog good good with children so that's perfect that's the best place for them to look then mm. yep I like that. So let's talk a little bit about how the organization helps and supports shelters and rescue groups. And if I'm running a shelter or rescue organization, what benefits are there for me to work with you or become a member, I guess, um, of PetFinder? I should stress that the word member sometimes implies a fee or something. PetFinder is free um, to all shelters, rescues, to the public, to anybody um, who's using it as a search tool. Um, so just being a member just means signing up, basically, and going through our process to become approved as a member. So it is by far the biggest site out there. Right now we're getting over 5 million unique visitors per month. Wow. Um, way more traffic than a shelter you know, can, ha- can handle in any given month. Um, so a lot more people are going to see your pets. It is the number one website in the pets and animal category overall, which um, is not just pet adoption but all the pets and animal websites. Um, so there's just no bigger audience for the pets. And then beyond the adoption aspect, which is was our main goal, we've since added on so many different things. Um, you know, each group gets their own homepage so they can um, fundraise through their site. We set up a program where people can click a button and donate to your organization. You can post your wish list. There are links where people can click and donate a dog bed to your organization and coming soon a, a cat bed. We have um, the PetFinder Foundation, which is a nonprofit arm of PetFinder. 
we collect money and distribute it to our shelter and member organizations during times of disaster. And sometimes there's special grants for vaccines or for whatever. We get lots of different programs that way. Um, and we export all of the pets out to 275 other websites, Facebook, Oodle, AOL, Walmart.com. Anyone who's willing to host adoptable pets, we export your pets out with, with your permission. You can you know ch turn it off if you want to. But if you're happy having them sent out there, they're not just Pet Finder, but they're just everywhere. When you think about it, that's absolutely amazing that there are that many animals out there looking for a home. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. It, it really is. So does PetFinder, do you ever turn any animals away, for example? You might read something that somebody has posted, and do you ever ask that people remove that animal from the site? On a case-by-case -case basis, we might. Um, as a blanket rule, we don't allow wild animal hybrids like wolf dogs or dogs with coyote content. We just don't allow them to be posted in the first place. We consider them very special um, needs animals behaviorally, and we'd rather that go strictly through people who know what they're doing and, and that people casually searching for a pet don't fall in love with the wolf hybrid and just be able to walk in somewhere and adopt it. That's just not how that should work. And then on a case-by-case -case basis, if we get a complaint um, from someone in the public about a dog, you know, or we hear that a dog bit someone in an adoption event, we will always work individually. Even though there's 12,000 groups and only five of us, <laughs> we talk directly <laughs> when there is a problem or a complaint. We talk directly and see what the situation is with, with, with that animal. Um, if you know, we've had animals that were uh, that have bitten people that were originally posted on Pet Finder, and it's nobody wants that sort of thing to happen. But we don't make a blanket rule about that sort of thing. We just deal with it on a case by case basis. Okay. So, is there, say, somebody's concerned? They see an, a particular animal that's being held in, um, you know, in, in a foster home, let's say, and they really are interested in this particular pet. Do you do background checks? I mean, can people feel safe at least adopting through Pet Finder? Yes, I would say by and large, yes. I mean, it is still the Internet, so any person who is going to um, shop, quote-unquote, off the Internet should do their own homework. But what we do, before a group is allowed to post their pets on PetFinder, we require a letter of reference from the veterinarian who treats their pets, guaranteeing that those pets are receiving adequate medical care. And we also do a phone interview with every single person or group who applies to post pets on PetFinder. We add about 40 a week, which is still staggering, um, that that many <laughs> keep coming every right, week since for right. 12, 14 years. Um, but so we do a personal interview with each one to get a sense of what they're trying to do. But what we're looking for primarily is that they are legitimate shelter or rescue operation versus a front for a puppy miller or a puppy mill broker or something like that. Mm. In terms of the group's policies, their customer service level, or their truth in advertising about a particular pet, that's where you, the individual needs to do their research. Um, you oh. can contact us, ask if there are complaints. Um, ask if we know anything, we can do that. Um, but you should always ask them, like you said, about the behavioral evaluations. We don't require groups to do that. We don't even require that they stay neuter. Um, mm -hmm. We recommend it highly, but some groups just, you know, don't have the funds for that, especially in, you know, animal control facilities in the South, that sort of thing. You know, they just don't have it. Um, so we, we, we ensure that they're operating ethically as far as we can tell. But in terms of them being a perfect match for you as a consumer, that's up to you to determine. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's really good information. So with this shelter outreach program, now you're coming to my area. I see that you're going to give a, a conference, a workshop, and I'd like my staff to attend. What can they expect to receive for the day-long conference? Okay, well, the day-long conference for, for PetFinder members is $10. They'll get breakfast, lunch, a T-shirt. <laughs> wow. Yes, that's all the fun <laughs> material stuff. And then in addition to that, there's typically four speakers, and we cover topics that are 
to increase and improve our adoptions. And that can range anywhere from fundraising so that we have the money to do our adoptions. Behavior is very big. We almost always ha try to have somebody talking about dog behavior in particular, um, training shelter dogs, helping to house them, what have you, um, sometimes aggression issues, body language. Um, we have shelter medicine topics, veterinarians coming about, talking about feline upper respiratory, ringworm, um, kennel cough, any, anything, proper sanitation, the right medications to use. Um, we have people talking about how to use your pet finder site effectively. Tons of different topics of just anything you would see at a national conference that is of interest could pop up at a at a pet finder adoption option. And for ten dollars. And for ten dollars, unless you have, if you're yeah. general public, then it's only then it's twenty. <laughs> but it's okay. part of part of the animal welfare cause. It's ten. So I think it's fabulous it, the information that is given, and I just the interest is tremendous too. So if people want to help support this site, what can they do? I think the key thing supporting Pet Finder is supporting pet adoption. So when you mm -hmm. know when your friends, when your family are talking about getting a pet, I mean this is our huge goal. This is what we tell everybody to do. Make sure that the first thing they think about doing is adopting, and. Um, you know, I think I'm going to get a German Shepherd. Oh, here, go look at this site. You know, go look at Pet Finder. And they're going to find, you know, 500 German Shepherds available for adoption near them. Poodles, what, you know, they're every breed, everything imaginable is available for adoption on Pet Finder, guaranteed. Back when um, Obama was running, there were only three <laughs> Portuguese water dogs because they got very popular all of a sudden. But for the most part, you can find anything, pure breed, mixed breed cat, dog, bird, turtle, hermit crab, I mean, fish. There's everything on wow. PetFinder. So if anyone is looking to adopt or get any sort of pet, the key is to tell them about PetFinder. And we have widgets that you can put on websites. You, we've got a Facebook link. We've got things you can print out and hang around if you want. Um, all of that's right on the homepage, PetFinder, how you can help pets. And there's a big list of things you can do to help promote PetFinder and, more importantly, pet adoption overall. Fabulous. Fabulous. Gosh, it was so nice to talk to you. Good topic. Great topic. Unfortunately, though, we're out of time. So make sure you come back next week, everyone, for another training session. I'd like to thank Lynn for joining us. Thank you, Lynn. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. And would you like to mention again Kim's book, the name of the book? Oh, yes. It's the Adopted Dog Bible, and it's on Amazon.com. It's in major bookstores, and it's also available on the Pet Finder website. Wonderful, wonderful. So if you're interested, again, in learning more about adopting pets, uh, go to PetFinder, that's all one word, dot com. A special thanks to my barking dog behind me here. <laughs> thanks to our producers for making this show happen. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas that you would like me to chat about on the show, don't forget, email me at Pia at PetLifeRadio.com. So, until next time, this is Pia signing off. I want to thank Lynn for joining us and thank you for your interest in Pet Life Radio. Take care. Bye-bye. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.